the LLV committee and today our theme for this fourth podcast will be talking about how to handle rejections and failures and we have a very very special guest here with us and I'll let her introduce herself. Great hi everybody my name is Errol McCaffrey and I am an anxiety coach and yoga teacher and mental health speaker and I'm really excited to be here today so thank you for having me. Thank you for saving time for us and taking time out of your day to do this with us. So the first question we have for you is how does someone who has grown up thinking that they were always a failure because of like their surrounding or people around them telling them that remove that label for themselves? That's an excellent question. I think it follows a lot of us around when we've grown up being t- told by our parents or by people around us that you know we're not doing as well as they expect us to be doing and it feels like a lot of pressure. So, I think first and foremost it's really important to remember that people see us as they see themselves. It's really common for people who, you know, are feeling insecure or they maybe have really high standards for themselves and a lot of fears around their own failures. It's common for them sometimes to project that idea and those fears on people they love. It's usually subconscious, it's not intentional, but you got to ask yourself like is this my story or is this their story so to remember that you know everyone's got their own idea of what success is what failure is and we certainly don't have to take on somebody else's definition of that so have compassion for the people that have said that or shown you kind of difficult expectations around failure and success know that they're doing their best and then remember too that you can write your own story as cheesy as that sounds No one is living your life for you at the end of the day, so you decide how you see yourself and how you talk to yourself. A really great way of changing how you see yourself is to write down a list or journal on all of your favorite attributes for yourself. Like what do you actually like about yourself? What have you accomplished? Things that are going to help you see yourself in a better light. You know, just reminding yourself that you're doing your best and always learning. I totally agree with what you said about not letting what other people say about you define what you're trying to do and who you want to become in the future. That leads on to my question, which is how does failure negatively impact someone because I know that it can have some really devastating impacts on some people while other people it can actually be an uplifting experience. So, how does that differ from person to person? I think it depends on what we think failure is. You know, it's a very subjective concept. Society or other people might tell us what they think failure is, but at the end of the day, it's up to us and how we see our experiences. So, if someone believes that every time they get rejected or let down or they lose something, they see that as a failure, they're going to feel constantly beat up by the world around them. They're going to feel guarded and that life is really hard and like they have to wear this armor to protect themselves from a really mean or maybe a really unforgiving world. So it's just seeing the world through this lens of fear and scarcity and not feeling good enough. And what ends up happening for a lot of people who feel impacted by failure in this way is they start to say no to opportunities that might be really beneficial for their personal growth just because they're afraid of failing in some way. So their world gets small, they feel stuck, there's not a lot of joy in their lives, they're not taking on new experiences or maybe taking risks that could lead to these like great opportunities in their lives because they're so afraid of failing. If we reframe rejection or mistakes or if you want to call them failures as just opportunities to grow. If we look at this from a growth mindset, 
then we can learn from these experiences and not feel, again, defined by them. Just to take a moment to tell you a little bit about my own journey, I studied journalism all through university. You know, I worked hard to get a scholarship before that in high school, ended up going to university and completely broke down and left that program and took a year off school. If I had seen that all as a reflection of failure in some way, I might not have kept going. And what I did instead was, okay, I need to reset. My mental health isn't so good right now. I'm going to work on myself. And then I went back to school a year later. But if I had seen that as a failure, I might not have kept going. And I, instead I saw it as an opportunity to learn about myself. So it's all about how we see these experiences. Yeah, I totally agree because failure is subjective, as you said, and it's what we make out of it. So tying into my question is, but do you agree or disagree with the idea that rejection makes us stronger? I definitely agree with it. And that's not to say that rejection isn't hard. I mean, we wouldn't be human if we didn't feel sad or disappointed or hurt in some way when we're rejected. That is normal. You know, we're taught to want to be accepted and receive what we want. So it's normal to feel that down. But, you know, with that said, we can allow ourselves to feel that pain and to process it, whatever that looks like. It might look like crying it out or writing about it or talking to a friend about it and then let that pass, let those emotions pass so that we can come out of that experience just kinder, more resilient and so able to overcome future obstacles with a new sense of confidence. We've seen that we've been able to get over things before Rejection is not the end of the line or the road. It is quite often redirection. So I like to keep that kind of mantra in mind. Rejection as redirection. Thank you. That was very helpful and inspiring. Since it is the time of the year where university applications are being finalized and high school seniors are deciding on their post-secondary pathways. So for high school seniors who feel as though their university degree determines their life and have been rejected from their top choice options, what piece of advice can you give them? This is a great question. And I remember being in grade 12 and the stress, like the pressure of just trying to have it all figured out, trying to get to that one school. And when that doesn't happen, it can feel like your world is falling apart. That's a very real feeling. So it's important to validate that again, this is uncomfortable. It's crappy. No one wants to feel rejected, especially by their top choice. Again, allow yourself to process those feelings. It's not about ignoring that or toughening up, but it's also so important to remember that if you looked back on your life, you will see that every single situation has always worked out in one way or another at a certain time or not. It's always brought you to where you are now. With that in mind, seeing all of the things you've endured and overcome in your own life, you know that you will get through this next step as well. You can trust that you're exactly where you're meant to be, even though that can be very difficult to do, to trust that you're going to be going to whatever school is actually meant for you. And maybe there's a reason that you're not going to be accepted to your first choice. Maybe it doesn't have the right supports or programs in place for your unique skill set. So can you open your mind rather than seeing this as something that is a punishment or a rejection of some kind? Again, maybe it's a redirection to another path that could serve you better. So my advice is take some deep breaths. Remember that we're on this little ball spinning in space. 
<laughs> if you look at your life from a bird's eye view, you're just doing your best. It's not the end of the world. It might feel like that, but everything is always working out in your favor. Focus on what you can control, which is how you respond to these situations. Thank you so, so much because I'm a senior and unfortunately I was rejected to my top choice. And at first it seemed a little upsetting, but then when I looked at it, I think it's the value we place on university programs and how much impact they have because all of us are like, oh, you have to go into university. This is how your life is going to go. Get the degree and then get a job or go into master's or PhD. But there are so many other ways to success and university isn't the only way even when you go to university the university that you go to wouldn't matter in the long run yes there are differences within different universities but it is very important to remember that all these universities are here for us to learn and also for us to grow being rejected from one over another wouldn't harm you and i think it's the value that we place on how important university is. which leads me to the next question of why do we struggle so much with failures? Well, I think we often, and myself included, I've seen these mistakes or losses or detours, whatever you want to call them. I find failure to be quite a loaded word, so I avoid it sometimes. But I think we often see these experiences, these hard experiences as a reflection of who we are. So we see it like, okay, if you want to call it a failure, I didn't get into my top school or I didn't get the, the mark I think I deserve or whatever the situation is that didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. We see that quite often as a reflection of who we are, like we're not good enough or we didn't try hard enough. We start to then snowball, right? It becomes a bigger story. It starts to be this catastrophic thinking. So it's like, okay, I didn't get in. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm never going to get anywhere. You know, we've all done that. We've all spiraled before. And I think that's what can happen sometimes. We get so stuck in that one experience that we forget that we're actually awesome in so many ways. And part of that is shame. And it would take a whole other episode to talk about shame because it's a loaded topic. But let's talk about the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did something bad or something happened and I'm not super happy about it. I feel kind of bad about it. Shame is this thing happened and it defines me. I didn't get into the school, which means I'm a bad kid or I'm a bad student. And I know that's, again, a little bit complicated, but all I'm saying is that these experiences that we're having are not a reflection of who we are. They're just part of our learning journey. So when we over-identify with failure or with these hard times, these challenging experiences, we get lost. We forget who we are. We can start to wear these situations, these failures as part of our identities and then allow them to determine our future rather than teach us something in the present moment. If we think that way, again, it goes back to what I said earlier on. It's like we start this self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm not good enough. I'm always be rejected. So I'm not going to seek opportunities that are going to be beneficial to me just in case I don't succeed. So we live in a small, small bubble that doesn't help us grow or experience all that life has to offer. All of that to say is that we always have the power to choose to see ourselves and our experiences however we want to. No one can do that for us. People might tell you what they think about you and their, and you know, their view of your journey, but that has nothing to do with you. It's all about them. So you can say to yourself, oh, I'm such a loser. Nothing works out for me. And then create circumstances in your life that support that idea. Or you can say, I've experienced some hard things, but I'm always learning and growing. Everything is always working out for me. So it's about looking at your thoughts 
what are you thinking about? What is the stories you're telling yourself about yourself? Just to have some kind of understanding of what's going on in your mind is super powerful. And self-compassion is also really key. This thing happened, it sucks, but I'm doing my best. Remind yourself that you're human and that you're always doing your best. Coming back to that self-compassion piece is a really, really healing part of learning to deal with difficult experiences like failing. You want to look at it that way. Thank you so much. So that was the last question from us. But for those who are listening to this podcast and have more questions, where and how can they reach out to you? Great. Yeah, they can reach out to me in a number of ways. They can email me at hello at erylmccaffrey.com, just E-R-Y-L-M-C-C-A-F-F-R-E. They can also reach out to me on Instagram, send me a direct message or comments, and that's just Errol McCaffrey on Instagram. Yeah, reach out. I'm here. I'm an open book. I have no trouble with sharing my own experiences in this way, and I'm happy to help whoever I can. Do you have any final advice or final words for those listening? Yeah, I think so much of my work as an anxiety coach is around our thoughts. And I've dealt with chronic anxiety, yoga, meditation have helped me a lot as well. But all of the experiences I have faced have taught me to start the journey inward. So my advice is you can't control everything. You can't control the world around you. You can control how you respond to what's happening. The next time you're faced with rejection or a really difficult situation, before you react to it, you get angry or lash out or shut down or run away, can you sit with yourself, take a few deep breaths, check in with how you're feeling and allow those feelings to pass so that you can just move forward. Don't let it keep you stuck. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today and we'll see you guys next time in our final podcast. Bye guys.